Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHD, WPHD, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. Well, we have election day tomorrow, although election season has been underway for quite some time right now. But we got the votes tomorrow and some of the most contentious races are school board elections. You know it. I know it. We see it everywhere. In fact, there was a story about it today. Every day. Welcome back. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. In fact, I saw this story at NJ.com. I sent it to a friend of mine who's very involved in the school board races in, uh, in her town. And basically the whole point of it, the whole, the whole point of the story is that these school board elections have become the most contentious elections. High stakes school board elections are already influencing 2024 races. Think about that for a moment. High stakes elections. And there's an article from Politico about Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania school board high stakes elections carve a path for 2024. We have never seen anything like this. I've been telling you this. I've been telling you over and over again that we have never seen anything like this before. And the article that I'm referencing from Politico says that everything we're watching play out right now, everything we're watching on the school board level is going to have a lot to say about 2024. And I agree with that assessment. And here to talk about all of the issues related to being a school board candidate, Vincent Altieri is a candidate for North Penn School Board. And he joins me now on Talk Radio 1210 WPHC. Vincent, it was good to see you the other night. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Rich. How are you? Thanks for having me on your show. Absolutely. You're welcome. You came up to me at the event. You said, hey, can I come on your show and talk about why I'm running? And I said, sure. Yeah, I haven't I haven't actually had any school board candidates on this cycle, uh, but I'm happy to do it. I'm happy to uh, have the conversation. So first of all, for people that don't know, where is the North Penn School Board? So in Montgomery County, there's seven counties that, that are involved in North Penn School District. Um, Talamantan, Upper Gwinnett, Montgomery, Hatfield, Hatfield Borough, Montgomery Township and Lansdale. And, you know, why I got involved, Richard, you know, I started attending school board meetings about two years ago for, for personal reason. And, you know, my experience at that point was through my wife. She's a 27-year public school teacher. And I kid a lot of people and say, you know, I know enough about teaching kindergarten, that, um, but I also know that I would probably last a day from listening to my wife. And, and, <laughs> as, you know, and as I attended and, and spoke at these meetings, 
Um, I was just, I was embarrassed. I, I like to think I've got some level of common sense and street smarts. And I was just embarrassed how naive I was to the agendas that were taking place, you know, during, during these meetings. And my messaging at the onset was all parent, no politics. And uh, to that point, I was a little naive because it is so much politics. And since at that point, it's turned to academics over agendas. And when I talk about politics, and I just can't get over the fact that, you know, teachers unions are donating and supporting other candidates. And I I spoke to my teachers union about uh, a potential recommendation, um, and they they flat out told me they, they weren't interested in that. Um, for some reasons that had nothing to do with the reason why I'm running, and that is two, two main reasons now. Academics are in decline, and the school safety rankings are in the toilet. So how in their right mind could they endorse candidates that are not, you know, you know focusing on probably the two most important things from a public, from a public education perspective? Yeah, all right, so... Since we're talking about a local school board election and that these elections now have consequences far greater than just our region and can affect 2024, as you've been out there and you've been talking to people, Vincent, and you've been trying to get their votes, what what are parents saying? I mean, I, I remember a time when nobody gave a darn about who ran for school board. Nobody cared. It was just a thing. Maybe every now and then it would be an issue where there was a referendum and your taxes might go up. They wanted to build a new gym or something like that. People get involved. Otherwise, honestly, the, the races were just and, and political consultants never paid attention to them. We, the idea of professional political operatives running a school board election, for example, was just unheard of. Those days are gone. They're they're long gone. So what what are you hearing on the campaign trail? So I, I would, I would, you know, the best, most inspiring story that I've had, and I've had several, several conversations similar to this is when, when I wear a shirt that has my name, I, I pay for everything in my own campaign. I'm not getting the political donations and nor do I want them. And I, my, my name is plastered on my shirt and a young lady came up to me and my wife and my daughter were there at breakfast. And was, that was the best part of it because I'm running to prove a lesson to, to my daughter as well. If you don't like what's going on, stand up and do something about it. Yeah, and this young good. lady came up to me and said, hey, you know what? That Vince Altieri guy, I hope he wins. And I'm a Democrat. And I said to her, well, ma'am, I'm a parent. I'm not running as a Republican or a Democrat. I said, but, but thank you so much, because I'm that guy. And she went on to say some beautiful things. Um, you know, and to your other point about referendums, and, and I know I don't have much time on the show, there's, there's a referendum that's going to be coming out in January in a special election in my community. And my current school board is telling the community that they couldn't put this on the November ballot. And this is big bucks. I mean, you're talking about a $95 million referendum for a school improvement project, which have to happen. Um, but this, this is really going to cost $800 million when you factor in debt services. And, you know, my biggest concern beyond anything is, is yes, I went right toward the high school. We need renovations. But don't fo- that should have been the primary focus all along is making sure the students had a safe and secure and a good learning environment. Not the other frills and frivolous things that they elected to do. So that's, that's all I would say. What am I hearing? I'm hearing that, that parents are, are sick and tired of, of politics. I mean, I would say seeping in. And, you know, I'm candid. They, they're there. They're there already. They're there. You're, you're saying the politics is there already. The politics are, are flat out there. Anyone that, anyone that goes to school board meetings on a regular basis can see that and, and that's concerning as well to you know to be to call to to be candid Rich, there's not a lot of people going to these meetings and you yeah. say they're high stakes and i couldn't agree more they are high stakes 
Yeah, Vincent, I, I'm glad you're running. I, I, I admire that. I do. I, I give you a lot of credit for it. I give you a lot of credit. Vincent Altieri is with me. He's running for North Penn School Board. It's not easy to put your name on a ballot. It's not easy to run. And we are living in a time right now where I look at it this way. I mean, I've got three kids. I don't want to have to send them to private school. I don't want to give up the fight for public education. I think a lot of people feel that way because it's very easy to turn around and go, why don't you just send your kids to private school? But we shouldn't have to. If, if we want to, that's fine. And I believe in school choice and everybody should have the money to be able to. But we shouldn't have to. We shouldn't just turn around and say we're going to give up on public schools. So talk to me about your ideas around curriculum, parental involvement, making sure that, that uh, parents know what's going on in school, making sure the parents have a say. So your first point about school choice, and I've been criticized. I, I support school choice. I mean, I'm not pulling my daughter out of the school because of the relationships that she's made. Um, but yeah, I agree. Parents should have the opportunity. The money needs to follow the, the, the parents, the student. Um, you know, in, ter- in terms of curriculum, and I get a lot of that from, I get a lot of that from just listening to my wife. And, you know, the teacher's job has changed dramatically over the last 10 to 12 years. And, the teachers now, they're not just in charge of teaching. They're in charge of being a nurse and the guidance counselor. And, and the administ- more, more and more administrators are hired. And, you know, teachers need, need people that are hired to support them, not to report on them. And that's just the simplistic approach. And when I sit and listen during the meetings to next year's curriculum, they're running the same play, Rich. And the results haven't followed. When I moved to North Penn School District 17 years ago, we were number 11. And I know number is a number, but for crying out loud, we're barely in the top 50 right now. So what we're doing isn't working. And, and leaders, good leaders need to pivot their strategies and look at it from a different perspective. And, you know, and, and I hate saying Democrat, but right now the board is 9 nothing Democrat. It's been like that for six years. There's been four dissenting votes in six years. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. I mean, I learned a little bit about, you know, when you chatted at the meeting, you know, you're married. I mean, I disagree with my wife more than four times in a day. And it's just, <laughs> this is, it's just not healthy not to have people on the board that are looking at things from a different perspective. And when we make a mistake, we got to pivot. That's what leadership is about, especially, you know, from a parent and a child perspective. I'm sorry, I can't say anything stronger than that. Vincent Altieri, I wish you the best of luck, my friend. You're a good guy, and uh, it was it was a pleasure meeting you at the Montgomery County GOP dinner. Uh, you're in the fight. It, that's important. I hope people get out there. So if people want to learn more about you, where can they go? Well, right now, it's, you know, with, with um, 30-something hours left, it's, it's VinceForNorthPenn.com. Um, and, you know, any, any people that know me well enough, they have my phone number. They could reach out to me your phone. I'm probably one of the probably, you know, easy guy to get a hold of. But thanks for giving me the time on your show. It was a pleasure meeting you. And as I told you at our, our show, my wife listens to you every day. Well, God bless her for that. I appreciate it. And listen, man, it's 30-something hours to go. But I still think a lot of people are going to vote tomorrow on election day so hearing from you today is very very important and hearing what you think and hearing uh, your beliefs so i wish you the best to you and your family get out there and support vincent uh, vincent altieri listen it's been a pleasure i hope you do well i really do you'll do good things for north penn school board thanks my friend thank you bye now 
Rich Zioli Show on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. All right. Uh, we'll talk to some other local candidates, too. I, this is this is important. I mean, I, I've said to you before as a father, I don't think there's anything more important right now than the school board elections. And I think Republicans can learn a lot from this. They can learn a lot. They should be learning a lot from this. They, they should look at what's happening and realize that parents are fired up and that people who may have traditionally voted Democrat in the past, when it comes to their kids, it's a it's a different ballgame. And the and and here's what my advice to the Republicans, Republican candidates not running for school board is remind them, remind these parents that Democrats in the state house, Democrats in Congress, Democrats in the White House support the very same policies you're fighting against at the school board level. Because I I can't explain it to you, but I've seen towns where conservative candidates win for school board and then the Republicans lose on the municipal level. So something's not translating there. And I think the problem is that this is still such uncharted territory in politics. I'm not kidding you. I mean, I, I've been involved in, in politics since I was in junior high school. I have run campaigns. I have been on campaigns. I have worked in government. I have been involved in all this. I was not a radio guy my whole life. I wasn't a you know an FM DJ or anything like that. I decided to switch over to talk or a sports guy switch over to talk. I mean, no disrespect to any of those people. I'm just saying my path was different. My path was I was in politics and I wanted to do radio. So I used my expertise in politics to translate into talk radio. I was a Republican county chairman. I, I, I never in the seven years that I was a Republican county chairman, I never one time not a single time ever even talked to a school board candidate about their election. Never. It just never came up. And when I talked to my other friends who were either county chairs when I was a chairman or they're county chairs now, uh, chairperson, excuse me, chairperson. I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want Justin Trudeau to be upset, uh, who, of course, is Fidel Castro's uh, bastard uh, love child. But anyway, oh, uh, no, in case, no. well, see, I didn't know if you were paying attention. I was listening. I'm always listening. You're sort of like the casino control commission in the back, <laughs> kind of watching the players play and making sure there's no fouls, right? Exactly. And that is not <laughs> the official stance of the Rich Zioli Show. We here well, on the Rich Zioli Show believe that Justin Trudeau is the son of Pierre Trudeau. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Even though he looks nothing like him. And literally looks nothing like him. We are willing to concede that there is a bit of a resemblance to Fidel Castro, but that's just coincidental. You know what, Executive Producer Matt DeSantis, this is growth for you. I, I, I want to acknowledge you and give you some shout-outs. This is growth for you. Now all we need is for you to stop drinking Coca-Cola at every single meal, and you will have achieved adulthood. I don't drink it at every meal, just whenever I you know, eat pizza. Eat. Yeah. <laughs> just, just whenever you eat. If in other words, pizza or popcorn or something, then yes, the, the Coca-Cola is a must. When that food stuff, that food stuff's all around, yeah. Uh, when the food stuff appears, and then he wants to wash it down with a nice Coca-Cola, that's all. <laughs> the food stuff. You know, next time we're at the Grand Hotel, which is going to be December 15th, Friday, December 15th, uh, will be our next and last show of the year. We have not even scheduled the 2024 shows yet, so you want to make sure you join us for that. But in the middle of the show, you know, usually Chef David Mills comes over and hands me a bourbon or something. He's always so kind. Or Caitlin or Bob will give me a drink. I hope that somebody will bring you a nice, delicious, ice-cold glass of Coca-Cola during the show. <laughs> I hope so, too. I'm very much looking forward to it. I'll be and spike it with Jack Daniels. <laughs> I'll still drink that, too. <laughs>
<laughs> I know you will. I have no doubts about that. <laughs> Henry, do you remember when we were at the bar having dinner after the show, the last, not this past show, but the show before that, did DeSantis order a Coca-Cola with his lobster tail? No, I believe you guys each uh, split a couple bottles of wine there, right? We may have split a couple bottles yeah. of wine. You were driving home, though, so you did not partake. No, I just had a beer. Well, I appreciate right. Henry covering for me, but I did, in fact, have a Coca-Cola with that lobster Oh, did you do really? Yeah, yeah I'm oh, sure you did. Have no, no doubt. No doubt. Pair, it pairs beautifully. You know, <laughs> vanilla Coke actually pairs beautifully with lobster. Oh, I love vanilla Coke. Yeah. The vanilla bean and the Coke really, the lobster really <laughs> sings to it. You know what I mean? Hey, if they have vanilla Coke, I'll drink that, too. Well, if they don't, I'm going to reach out to the Grand Hotel right after this and ask that they make sure that they have it for you, at least. Thank you, Rich. I appreciate it. Just that. like the chef went around to make sure they have the Cape May Tan Limes IPA for me. So I'll make sure they have vanilla Coke for you. All right, buddy? It's the least I can do. That's very kind of you, Rich. Thank you. For my trusty stalwart uh, executive producer, even though you are a traitor. <laughs> I'm not a traitor. How did, I haven't done anything traitorous in a while. Actually, now I'm mad again. Now I remember that you're a traitor. So I take it all back. You're not getting your vanilla Coke. You'll get, you'll get nothing and like it. Oh, man. Uh, by the way, we got to get Judge Harry Smales on the show because he's great and uh, he has got a good sense of humor too. We got to get him on the show. He's running for judge and he's got a he, he, he's like tired. He's using the whole Caddyshack thing to his advantage, and I like that too. Uh, so Judge Smales is uh, we'll, we'll we'll soon get him on, but today or tomorrow. I met him at the Montgomery County dinner. He was very very funny as well. But anyway. Um, where was I going with all this? So I was going with the idea that as I talked to my my brethren, my county chair brethren, they never cared about school board elections either. Now it's everything. It's driving everything. COVID changed the world in so many different ways, politically speaking. Parents who used to never care, their eyes were opened. Parents realized that Democrats are controlled by the teachers union. Parents realize the curriculum. They understand the indoctrination. They get it. They see it all now. It's all plain in sight. But because this is all so new, I don't think that professional political operatives have yet figured out how to remind voters that the very same issues that are driving parents to go vote for conservative school board members are the very same reasons why they should vote for Republican candidates, because the Democrat candidates in the legislature are the reasons why we have these policies at the school board level that the parents now need to fight against. I mean, a great example of that is in New Jersey, in the 11th district, where you have this guy up there, Vin Gopal, who's a Democrat state senator. He was the guy that wrote the sex ed curriculum bill that came out during COVID, they snuck it through, and now you get all these parents out there fired up and all these conservative school board members running to try to undo that. That's my point. And this connection needs to be made so that people understand succinctly Democrats equal all of the very same issues that you're fighting on the school board level. They are, they, they are the architects of this in the state house. They are the architects of this in Congress. They are the architects of this in the bureaucracy. And I think if they can do that, I think you're going to see some good Republican gains. I think tomorrow's going to be a good day for school board candidates across the region. I really do. I, 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 I believe so. And if, and if conservative school board members wind up doing very, very well and Republican candidates don't, you'll understand that this point that I'm making, which is they've yet to figure out how to interlock these issues. And they're working on it and they're getting better. And I think the Republican candidates who prevail will have done just that. They will have done just that. 
855-839-1210 is the number if you want to weigh in on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Trump testifies in his New York civil fraud case. The Attorney General of Letitia James, Attorney General of New York Letitia James came out and spoke. We'll play that audio for you. Uh, she is, of course, a very, very nasty, nasty political person who is using this to run for governor. No question in my mind about it. Hey, listen, Emmons Roofing and Siding, I have been using Emmons at my home for six years. We've moved into the home that we just sold uh, back in 2017. And Emmons, the first thing they did was the roof. They replaced it. Then they did the windows and the doors. They, they remodeled our kitchen, remodeled our bathroom. And now that we bought our new home, Emmons has already been here. They already replaced the skylights that were leaking with these gorgeous skylights that have these built-in shades. Emmons does great work. From roof repairs to roofing, siding, windows, doors, and yes, kitchen and bathroom remodeling. Emmons has an entire remodeling division now dedicated just for that. And you can see their work by either going to EmmonsRemodeling.com or visiting their showroom in person in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. So what are you waiting for? Just go to EmmonsRoofing.com or EmmonsRemodeling.com. I've been using them for six years for every project in my house. What does that tell you about the level of trust and expertise? It should tell you everything. There are a lot of contractors out there use them one time. You go, my God, never again, right? You get so frustrated, never again. If you have a company that you can rely on and trust and use time and again, over and over again, then it's a no question. And they serve our entire region, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, and the Jersey Shore. And with winter on the way, get that roof inspected because winter is brutal on shores at the homes of the Jersey Shore. So reach out to them today, EmmonsRoofing.com, the company I trust, EmmonsRoofing.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. Speed of Election Day tomorrow, big day, and uh, one of the most important races is the state Senate race uh, for the South Jersey district that stunned the world, and he's the guy that did it. He's Senator Ed Durr. Senator, how are you today? I'm doing well, Rich. I was uh, listening to you. I guess got back from doing a little walking again. I'll be walking tomorrow. And uh, you were talking exactly what has been the issue. The school board has been very important issue. I, I, you know, I know people like to say, you know, taxes are a major issue. But as it's been proven, uh, this children's education, parents' rights is an important topic. And getting people on the school board is very important. Yes, absolutely. And you have been a fighter, again, exactly what I'm talking about in terms of how 
people who are backing conservative school board candidates need to understand that the Republicans are fighting this stuff in the state house. The very same issues that are driving you to support conservative candidates for the local school board election, guys like you are fighting this fight in the halls of the state house where all this nonsense typically begins. And I know you've been leading on that that front. Well, I, I, I try and do my best I can, but I need uh, reinforcement. So that's why it's very important for people to get out and vote. And let's see if we can flip some of these seats. As you said, the 11th is primed to be taken, 16th, 38th, and 36th. You know, we, we got spots in the 4th. Also, you know, there's an opportunity. Uh, there is a pathway, one, holding on to my seat first, you know, so uh, as you pointed out with the legislation that Ben had p- produced, uh, my opponent voted yes for that. You know, he, he supported the agenda that Governor Murphy has been pushing upon everybody. And that is one of the important issues. Yeah, I uh, I agree. And you have to it's important we, we keep Senator Ed Durr. It's important we, we pick up some Republican seats. You, you could be in the majority. We're only a few seats away from that in the New Jersey legislature, which would be amazing. Uh, it would it would give you oversight powers into into the king and also would give you the ability to block a lot of nominations too that the king keeps bringing up. So it's really important that the Republicans get the majority. Senator Ed Durr, you this is your first term in the Senate, but you've already accomplished something important important too which is you you worked tirelessly on the concealed carry stuff in new jersey and tell us about that because i you know as, as people deal with this, the, the the change after the supreme court ruling in the new york state pistol club case and then murphy tried to do everything he possibly could to still make it impossible for you to leave your home with a concealed gun you were on the front lines of that fight well and, and you know as you know my friend likes to go and point out he says the Supreme Court knew that I was right, so they even overturned with the brewing case. He likes to joke around saying, even the Supreme Court knew that Ed Durr was right, that it was unconstitutional. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, but, you know, it, 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 it's a fight that is not over because, you know, as you see, Governor Murphy and A.G. Plackton continues to file suits and push this agenda. They, they continue to roadblock. But, you know, I don't want people to be dismayed and continue to push. I mean, some of these cases are going to take a while to get to the Supreme Court, but they will be overturned because we have that, you know, conservative Supreme Court that will uphold our constitutional rights. You know, these are the things, you know, there's so much going on and so much at stake when you, you go right down the line from your Second Amendment rights, you know, with the safety protecting your family, who better, you, you know, you can't rely on a cop, especially because of the way that the Democrats have weakened our police. So no, nobody wants to be a cop anymore. Their ranks are getting fewer and fewer because they're not being protected. They, you know, they're not being, you know, back, supported and backed up by the administration. So who wants to do that job? They, they put themselves out on the line, risking their lives, and their welfare, and then they don't get supported by the administration, and that's ridiculous. So it's it's becoming a very tough situation for policemen, police women to be in. So that's why it's important for people to get out and vote. You know, just just like with recently, Rich, last week, I think you you and I were talking about with Orsted. Orsted, you know, and they go and pulled the plug on this, but people got to be aware. This is not over. 
Governor Murphy still wants to do this offshore drill wind turbines, and he's going to continue to push this just because Orsted's backing out. Now, Orsted might come back if Governor Murphy offers him $2 billion. I don't know. Who knows what they'll do, you know, because this is his, he wants this as his legacy. And what I think it'll be is the legacy of disaster for New Jersey. And that's why it's important for people to get out. Senator Durr, I just uh, I retweeted one of your tweets a short time ago. Uh, the NJ.com, the, the joke that Star Ledger is, you know, they they have a piece in here by Tom Moran. And the headline is <laughs> Tom Moran. The offshore wind debacle has Republicans cheering job losses. And, and your response to this was no, Republicans aren't cheering job losses. Jobs weren't for New Jersey residents anyway. We're cheering the fact that New Jersey taxpayers won't have to give a billion dollars to a foreign corporation. We know this fight isn't over. Isn't that something, though, that they didn't get their way and now they're acting like Republicans are job killers? These people are unbelievable. Well, that, that's it. They they always like to blame us. Well, that's like my opponent. He's out there running ads saying that I'm against seniors because I voted against a $54 billion budget with a fake, you know, senior program that doesn't take place until 26. You know, and somehow I'm against seniors. My mom's a senior. <laughs> I'm close to being a senior, and I'm not against seniors. But this is their their lies that they like to put out there. Yeah, they do. And they lie a lot. They really do. So, uh, so how many doors have you knocked on? What's the total number? For me, I'm around 6,100 personally. Not personally, bad. I've hit 6,100 doors. Uh, I think my one running mate, Tom, he's he's a little behind me. He's probably a few hundred behind me. And for total for our team, I think we're over 30, 35,000. Well, I think that it's important to note that the South Jersey Democrat machine is working overtime to stop you, to stop Chris Del Borello. They're working overtime, phantom candidates. I mean, the nonsense is there. So we need everybody to get out there tomorrow and vote. If you haven't voted already, please get out there and vote. Support my buddy Ed Durr. Support his whole team. Uh, Senator, best of luck. I, I look forward to congratulating you tomorrow night. I expect that call, Rich. When you see you, the numbers, you'll get it. But we're not going to take. Remember, there's only two ways to run: scared and unopposed. So run scared until the and polls close. I, and that's what I'll be doing tomorrow. I'll be hitting the doors again to remind everybody to get out and vote. All right. Well, you've done a great job in your first term. We're happy you're there. So let's hope that it continues for a second term. All right. Thank you, Rich, and you have a great afternoon. All right, Senator. Thank you. The Rich Cioli Show on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Speaking of uh, of the windmills, and you know, it's funny, right? The Wall Street Journal had an editorial board piece on this, and it was excellent. Phil Murphy's New Jersey wind flop, roughly a billion dollars in credits, couldn't save a green energy project as wind power runs into trouble. And I love how... <clears throat> They don't call him King Philip the Unaccountable, his royal rugness, but they do poke fun at him for the way he behaves when they write, Phil Murphy huffed and he puffed and a giant wind boondoggle blew the New Jersey governor down. That's the story of another failed green energy project as the follies keep getting exposed the renewable energy from orsted last week backed out of two mega projects along the jersey shore that it started planning in 2019 with his eye on support from the climate lobby for a white house run 
King Philip the Unaccountable courted the developments, which were meant to provide electricity for hundreds of thousands of homes. The company says cost overruns have made them impossible, and it wrote off $4 billion for the first nine months of this year. King Philip fumed in public, saying the cancellation cast doubt on Orsted's credibility and competence. The Danish firm blames its withdrawal on rising interest rates and component costs, but it has said little about what made the New Jersey project uniquely impractical. At least for now, the company is moving ahead with wind farms in New England and Maryland, at least for now. But it takes two to make a bad deal, and King Philip wants to shift blame for his poor due diligence on behalf of New Jersey ratepayers. The state prodded power company PSENG into a partnership with Orsted, and PSENG bought a 25% stake in one of the offshore projects to prop up development. The utility sold its stake this year as cost overruns became critical. Yet that was exactly when his royal rugness doubled down. He signed a bill in July to let Orsted pocket federal tax credits it would earn from the wind farms instead of using that money to reduce electricity rates as Orsted promised to do. The change would have cost New Jersey residents up to a billion dollars. But affordable energy was never the point. Like many progressive governors today, Mr. Murphy was all in for the green bragging rights. You see, because the king wants to run for president. And if you run for president, you got to be all in on the wind turbines. So there you go. We'll talk more about this as the show goes on. But I just want to wrap it up by saying this. The New Jersey bust isn't the only sign of wind industry woes. BP and Norwegian partner Equinor recently wrote down a combined $840 million on New York State wind projects. Offshore wind in the U.S. is fundamentally broken. It's broken. And it was never going to succeed in the first place. And this piece doesn't even mention the dead whales and dolphins. But a big loss for his royal rugness. Listen, Dr. Mike Venaria loves our veterans, and he salutes them every year at a veterans breakfast, which you're invited to, coming up on Saturday, November the 11th, at his Cinnaminson office located on Riverton Road in Cinnaminson. Dr. Venaria is a great dentist, and he is the master of dental implants. So when you need complicated dental work... Get a second opinion and talk to my buddy, Dr. Mike. He's for 10 years in a row been respected as one of the absolute best dentists in New Jersey, period. And he has two offices to serve you, Cinnaminson and Woodbury, right over the bridge. And you know what? It's different. It's a different experience. Great music, great people, exceptional care. Do me a favor and avoid these chain dental offices that are out there. They're concerned with one thing, and that's their bottom line. Dr. Mike is concerned with your care. That's why people keep coming back to him for all the great work, like Mama Zioli, who still comes to see Dr. Mike from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And people come from Pennsylvania, Delaware, Maryland, California, Texas, all over for the great work of Dr. Mike Venaria. So make your appointment today for a free implant consultation at VenariaDental.com, V-A-N-A-R-I-A, VenariaDental.com, and join Dr. Mike. As he salutes our veterans this coming Saturday with a veterans breakfast in Cinnaminson at his office there. It's free food and it's a free community shredding event as well. Dr. Mike Venaria this coming Saturday, November the 11th for Veterans Day, VenariaDental.com. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. All right, we are back and we are live. Tomorrow is election day. 
And Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, has a very, very strong chance of being a red county for Pennsylvania. Here to talk about it with me, Tom DeBello is running for Montgomery County Commissioner, and he joins me now. Tom, it was great to see you at the dinner last week. Uh, thanks for making time today. Oh, Rich, thanks for having me on. And I just want to say that uh, your your speech last week was was awesome and very you know very inspirational as well, and really excited uh, about tomorrow. Well, thank you for saying that. I appreciate it. It was it was really fun to see everybody. It was a great, great group. A great energy in the room it was fantastic. Uh, you and your teammates tomorrow have a have a big chance here. Let's talk about the issues. Why why are you running? And 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 give us the lay the lay of the land here. Well, I mean, the big reasons why I, I, myself and Liz Ferry we jumped into this race was because, um, you know, over the last couple of years or, or longer, the, the county's been going in the, in the wrong direction. Um, the Democrats took control of the county over 12 years ago, and ever since then we've seen, you know, slow upticks and then all of a sudden more accelerated upticks in, in tax increases. We've seen an average 7% tax increase each year over the last couple of years. We've seen a 22% increase in crime just last year. Uh, two years ago, the county put in a, what they call bail reform matrix. Um, you know, part of it is good for, for when people are arrested more from drug convictions. Uh, it was designed to help people not necessarily incarcerate, but uh, to work with them and get them into proper programs. But then there's other major aspects of it where, where you know, criminals are basically arrested in the morning and they're back on the street in the afternoon. Um, these are all big issues. We also have, you know, a lot of our suburbs have been built out. Uh, their infrastructures can't handle any more development. But, you know, through Democratic leadership, there's a major push in place to, to bring high density uh, development into what I'll call postage stamp sized parcels. Um, in fact, the county has a job description in place now where they want to hire affordable housing executive to work with developers and municipalities to push high de high density development into the communities i mean these are all big issues um our county is is not going in the right direction we're seeing you know businesses are having a hard time the way it is uh and then you're adding all this tax increase and crime increases um we got to get a hold of it because this is this is a pivotal point for montgomery county and and you know we could even talk in a little bit about the impacts that we'll have on 2024 election as well with voter please integrity do. yeah please do i mean so you know there's you know people ask me you know was the election stolen and all that i said look i'm, I'm not going to go and i'm not going to get into this back and forth what i'm most concerned about is that a lot of people i've talked with uh have lost confidence in the election system and the election process uh for sure and the reason being is there's there's been a numerous re uh occurrences that have that happened uh i mean we've seen video of up in upper dublin attempt the democratic uh local municipal leader um stuffing a ballot box they have a video of that in 2021 2 30 in the morning you know five thousand ballots just showed up um you know the voter rolls are a mess there's there's people that 
uh, shouldn't be on the voter rolls. We are, are on them. They, you know, we can't get them off. I mean, so there's just a lot of lot of questionable things that are going on. Uh, we've had issues where ballots for certain precincts were printed wrong. Uh, mail-in ballots that went out were printed wrong. I mean, you've seen, uh, I think, each election there's been in the news or in it, uh, reported that, oh, well, you know, 20,000 ballots went out. They were printed wrong. We have to resend the ballots out. Um, the, there's a lot of questions, you know, judge of elections, uh, certain judge of elections don't spoil ballots correctly when, when they're for, I'll use the word forfeited. When people come in to vote in person, instead of using a mail-in ballot, they're supposed to bring their, the mail-in ballot that they received in the mail. And the judge of elections is supposed to write in real big letters all over the ballot void. Uh, and some don't do that. And then you question, well, where are those mail-in ballots going uh, afterwards? So my goal is, when elected, that I want to be able to review all processes and procedures um, and, uh, and ensure the voters with confidence that I could stand behind the elections when it comes time to certify. But I'll tell you what, I'm going to be looking very hard at all of these processes and procedures because there are questionable things going on. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I, I talk about is do we really need drop boxes anymore? COVID's over. I mean, do, right. we, do we need drop boxes? Something that, that needs to be reviewed. Um, the other thing is, is that I've talked with people um, and it's something that I want to look into. Why can't we set, instead of having all these mail-in ballots um, sent back to, you know, Montgomery County and then, and then um, opened in, uh, during Election Day when there's minimal people being able to observe the, the mail-in ballots being opened, why can't we send the mail-in ballots back to, uh, back to the precincts like we used to? When you have, you know, each precinct has, you know, people from both parties, because they're there at the end of the night, they're getting the numbers, they're getting the tapes, they're open. You know, we used to open up mail-in ballots, uh, and everybody was there to witness it. Uh, you had the, you know, the, the minority inspector, the majority inspector, the judge of election, like all this oversight. Right. And so why can't we send the ballots back? Um, so there, these are a lot of questionable things that need to be, uh, need to be looked at. Uh, because when I'm a county com commissioner, I'm not going to just vote yes to certify elections if I can't stand with confidence knowing that um, that the processes and procedures were done uh, very accurately. Like, one other thing I'll throw out there is that, you know, chain of custody. There, you know, I was in the software industry and, and you know, in the tax industry. We wrote software that did tax returns and all that. And there's a lot of questions about chain of custody and that. Well, when mail-in ballots are being pulled from drop boxes, there's a big, there's a huge chain of custody issue there of who's picking up the ballots, where are they Absolutely. going from the time that they leave, they leave the, the drop box to when they finally get to Norristown. That's, that's, that's a huge issue. Yes. Um, yes. So, so there's, there, these are all the things that um, that we need to look at. And so, you know, when I'm out there campaigning, I know when Liz is out there campaigning, we just basically say to people, if you had enough, it's, it's a simple decision. If you had enough with high taxes, high crime, an over push of high-density development in your communities, if you had enough with this, it's a simple vote. Vote for Ferry and DeBello on November 7th. 
I agree. I hope you win. And I'm, I'm glad you laid it out for us in terms of the impact on the election, because, you know, the thing about it is that if, if people don't live in Montgomery County, they might think, well, I don't have to pay attention to this. No, you do. You do. because And Tom just broke it down for you why it's so critical, because I mentioned earlier, Pennsylvania is going to be I, I, I know this, the state that decides the president of the United States. There's no question about it. And right now, Trump has a lead in Pennsylvania against Joe Biden. Uh, Trump may not be the nominee biden may not be the nominee but either way whoever the nominees are this state the commonwealth of pennsylvania is going to be the state that decides the presidency i have no doubts about it so we need election integrity it's critical so i'm glad you hear you say that because first of all tom i don't think a lot of people think that that a, a county commissioner has any role to play whatsoever in overseeing elections so i'm glad you're bringing this stuff to the to the forefront Oh, absolutely. Well, Act 77, which was established back in 2019, actually gives a lot of control to the county commissioners for their, for their processes and procedures uh, with, the, with the, the election process or election day or whatever, whatever you want to call it. I mean, there are, uh, there are certain counties in the state of Pennsylvania already that have eliminated their drop boxes. They're saying, why do we have drop boxes? So there is a lot of, a lot of, um, control on the county commissioners um and you're 100 percent right 2024 there it's been all over the news there's at least five states or maybe it's going to be it's going to come down to five states that are going to determine the presidential election um and that one of those states is pennsylvania it's going to be it's going to be huge uh in that election and we know that montgomery county which is the third largest county in montgomery uh, in the state is going to play a major role in deciding that next president of the United States. And I want to make sure, from my perspective, that when that happens, that I could stand up with integrity and say that whoever the results are, we could say with confidence that we could stand behind those results because we put the necessary oversight in place to ensure that our elections in Montgomery County are secure and we could all stand behind them with confidence. Yeah, well said. Well, listen, Tom, I wish you and Liz the best. Uh, get out there and vote for them, and let's turn Montgomery County red and, and try to save the day here. Thanks, my friend, for coming on. Best of luck tomorrow. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. You Take care. Okay, Tom. The Rich Zioli Show on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All right, there's some breaking news regarding the Nashville Shooter Manifesto. Uh, Stephen Crowder put something out this morning claiming to be the leaked manifesto. You remember the school shooting and this transgender whack job who shot the school and the White House quickly was came out and it was obvious that they wanted to bury this manifesto. Even to the point where I remember back then, the chief of police coming out and saying, initially the manifesto, they had it, and then coming out and saying, we don't think it's relevant and all the forces that worked to keep that manifesto secret and it was going to be a secret forever if the manifesto was full of conservative ideology it would have been released in five minutes well steven crowder has released it he's a radio host uh and a and a, and a i guess a online video host as well Le- leaked it. it was leaked to him to Infowars, and it's out there the natural police are not denying it but they're not saying that it's the manifesto which i think tells me that it is so i'll get into that with you in the five o'clock hour we're also going to talk to a candidate for 
uh, for judge in Pennsylvania as well. This is this is the day before Election Day. And locally, at least in Pennsylvania and New Jersey, these are two states with some very, very consequential elections. But we're this is an off year. So that's why I need you to make sure that your friends know about the election, your family, you vote. Um, If you got any dead people, let them vote, too. Just kidding. They're not you're not Democrats. I'm kidding. But it's important. It's critical. I know they're not big, fancy statewide elections, but that's why voter turnout matters even more, because these things are going to come down to the to the wire. No question about it. So we got 30 minutes of nonstop talk coming up straight ahead for you. Don't go away. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.